0: Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help My Mind is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now. Available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on mikemoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace. Hello, I'm Mike Moore and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us. This is my prosperity edition of How to Win, and we began a series, a powerful series that we will conclude today entitled Poor No More. That's God's will for you, Poor No More. The series theme is God's Perspective, and remedy for poverty. God's perspective and remedy for poverty. Most of the series, this is our sixth and final lesson, final episode, and much of this series, we dealt with God's perspective, God's perspective of poverty. But in this lesson, this last episode, episode six, we're going to look at God's remedy, God's remedy. And I have a subtitle and I call it paid in full, paid in full. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine communicates to us the great example It says, you know, this is the New Living Translation. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor so that by his poverty you might be rich. He became poor so you could be rich. We're talking about. His remedy for poverty. The Bible says in this text that he became poor. He became poor for us so that we, through his sacrifice, through his poverty, might be rich. So we can draw several conclusions from this. Number one, Jesus became poor for us. Jesus became poor for us he left his riches in heaven and when he hung naked on the cross poverty was dealt with. You see poverty has a spiritual root. There was no poverty until Adam sinned. So sin we're talking about the the beginning of sin not a person's everyday sin but we're talking about The historical start or introduction of sin is the spiritual root of poverty because there was no poverty until Adam sinned. So it was sin that opened the door for poverty, sin that gave Satan the legal right to introduce poverty. So it was necessary that Jesus bear men's sins. So, Jesus, by bearing man's sin, closed the door to poverty. He broke the power of poverty because he took on our sin, the spiritual root. Now, sin and poverty does not have a legal right to our lives. In other words, We are legally free. Jesus paid the price so that we could be legally free. Satan's only strategy now, his only strategy is ignorance and deception. And that's why we spent these six episodes, five before this one, episodes to eradicate the ignorance The only thing he has available now is ignorance and deception. Jesus bore our poverty. He bore it on the cross. He took our place so that we wouldn't have to take it. He became poor so that we could be rich. The word rich is not a bad word. I, I wrote a book entitled that, Rich is Not a Bad Word. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, the text says that we've read to you, Jesus became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. So what does it mean to be rich? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says that God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 is the Bible definition of what it means to be rich. In other words, God wants you to have an abundance to live on and abundance to give. That's really what the word rich means. But God did something else for us. Not only did he... Redeem us on the cross. Not only did he take our place, but he gave us the anointing. He gave us his anointing, and the anointing destroys the yoke. So let's talk about the anointing. Jesus paid the price for us to be free from poverty. Legally, we are free but he also gave us his anointing. Let's talk about the anointing. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, in the New Living Tr- Translation, Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me so jesus says that he was anointed he was anointed in other words he was anointed to break or destroy the yoke of poverty now what is the anointing i said that he Paid the price through his sacrifice, given his life, but he also delivered to us, gave us believers, his anointing. So what is the anointing? The anointing, here's a simple definition, is the power and wisdom of God on our lives doing what only God can do. The anointing is the power and wisdom of God on our lives Doing only what God can do. In Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, in the Jubilee Bible, 2000, we have given unto us the assignment of the anointing. The assignment of the anointing, Isaiah ten twenty seven 27 says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be consumed in the presence of the anointing. The yoke shall be consumed in the presence of the anointing. That's the Jubilee Bible. Now, the traditional King James says the yoke shall be destroyed by the anointing. So we see now that the twofold assignment of the anointing is to remove burdens and destroy yokes. To remove burdens and destroy yokes. The, bird, the word burden means a heavy load carried with great difficulty. A heavy load carried with great difficulty. It means to be weighed down. The word yoke means an agency of oppression, slavery, servitude. Poverty and debt are yokes according to Deuteronomy 28, 48 and Proverbs 22, 7. The Bible says that it is a yoke of iron on the neck. Poverty and debt is a form of slavery. So the anointing destroys the yoke. Now listen at this. Listen at this. I believe that God has anointed me to destroy the yoke of poverty on your life. I believe that with all my heart. God gave me this assignment. He told me to preach it, even if here it is denied. He said, don't stop Preaching it. He said his people was working every day and barely to make making it. He said that he sent me to deliver, to set his people free. I believe that I'm anointed. I believe that I'm anointed. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I pray for your life. I come against the yoke of of poverty, lack, scarcely, unfulfilled desire in your life. I break the power of poverty over your life. I break the power of outstanding debt in your life. I break the power of mental bondages and fear connected to the world system. I break the power of the fear of failure. I break the yoke of fear that hinders you from giving. I break the yoke of emotional oppression, emo- the emotional pressure of debt. I break his power. I release supernatural power and increase in your life. I call forth the favor of God and I call forth supernatural wisdom so that you will make accurate decisions in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Take just a moment and say, I'm free from that yoke. Take a moment. I'm free from that yoke. Come on, say I'm free from the yoke of poverty. Now, as I close this, this series today, I want you to understand that not only am I knowing it, And I said that boldly, I'm anointed, but you are anointed. All believers are anointed. You have the anointing on your life. You have the anointing on your life and poverty cannot stand in your presence. You believe that? Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 21 in the NIV translation, it says, Now it is God who makes both of us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. Listen at that. You see, Christ anointed you. And it's that anointing on you that destroys the yoke, removes burdens. Notice that 1st John chapter 2, verse 20. I just want you to know that you're anointed. See, you are anointed. Don't walk around talking about your abundance and your slavery and all that. Don't walk about talking about how overwhelmed you are. You are anointed. Now, now, Jesus paid the price, paid it in full. He became poor so that you through his poverty might be rich, have an abundance to live off of, and abundance to give, but he also gave you his anointed. He put his anointing on your life. Listen what it says in 1 John 2.20 in the NIV translation. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. All of you know the truth. Now notice, it says you have an anointing. I told you I was anointed. I prayed for you because I'm anointed. I believe that yokes were destroyed, burdens were removed over your life. But guess what? You are anointed. Come on, say, I'm anointed. Come on, say, I am anointed. Say that the anointing of Christ is on my life. Come on, say that the anointing of Christ is on my life let's look at 1 John chapter 2 verse 27 we looked at the 20th verse but let's look at 1 John 2 27 in the NIV translation it says as for you talking about you now as for you the anointing you receive from him remains in you now stop right there I'm gonna read the rest of it but I stop right there listen But as for you, not talking about me now, I know I'm anointed. Jesus is anointed. But you're anointed too. Now watch this. As for you, the anointing you receive from him, that's past tense, remains in you. See, you have God's anointed anointing, his anointing is in your life. And the Bible says it remains in you. Now listen to this. And you do not need anyone to teach you But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Now, I need to clarify something. It says, as for you, the anointing you receive uh, from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. Now, now here's what it's not saying. That text is not saying we don't need teachers. I'm a teacher. God uh, in the scripture, in Ephesians chapter four, He gave some to be prophet uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We need teaching, We need to be taught. Now, what he was saying to those people, you don't have to depend on just humans. You don't have to just depend on just what a person says. You are not limited to just the human voice. He said the anointing that's on the inside of you will teach you right now. Even as I'm teaching you, if you're born again, the spirit of God is on the inside of you and that anointing is on the inside of you and you will know truth from error. You will know it because the anointing on the inside will teach you and bear witness to the truth. And if it's not truth, the spirit of God won't bear witness to it. Now, that's what he's talking about. He's not saying he's saying you don't have to just go off on a cliff because somebody's says go off on a cliff he said that anointing is on the inside of you it remains in you it has been teaching you in fact that's how you got saved the spirit of god the anointing of god on the inside of you taught you and led you to jesus and the text is saying he will continue to guide you and direct you the rest of your destiny journey That's what the scripture is saying. You have the anointing on the inside of you. So every believer, as I close, every believer can activate the anointing to prosper. Every believer can activate the anointing to prosper. Well, how do I do that? How do I do that? There are two things that will assist you in activating the anointing to prosper in your life. Number one, your faith confession, your powerful faith confession. And the word confession means to say the same thing as. See, when you take 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, and you quote it out of your mouth, for you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. When you take Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, and you release it out of your mouth. You say that Jesus was rich, but he came in the earth and he became poor so that I through his poverty might be made rich. Jesus was made poor so that I may be made rich. As you confess, make that confession, say the same thing, you're activating the anointing. Second Corinthians chapter uh, 9, verse 8 says... That God is able, when you say God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency and all things, may abound to every good work. When you start speaking in line with Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, you say God is able. He's making all grace abound toward me and I always have an all sufficiency in all things I abound to every good work. When you start saying I have an abundance to live and abundance to give, I have an abundance to live and abundance to give when you start saying I am rich and the word rich simply means 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 that's exactly what it means when you start declaring that you are rich, you're activating the anointing to prosper on your life. Secondly, when you, when you uh, uh, take bold steps of obedience to the Holy Spirit instructions. Bold steps of obedience. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. The anointing is on the inside of you to teach you to prosper. And when you take bold steps of obedience, you're activating the anointing to prosper on your life. I remember years ago, many years, it was in, in fact, I keep a journal. It was October the 3rd, 1986 we were believing for a home we was in a rental house at that time and and we were saving money uh, to to get a home and the spirit of god spoke to me and he said these words why wait possess the land Why wait, possess the land? Well, I thought we were not ready yet. So we were saving money, getting ourselves together, and the Spirit of God, who's on the inside of me, spoke instructions. He said, why are you waiting? He said, possess the land. And what we start doing, we start looking for a place Uh, we started looking for a new home. It was going to be our first house that we bought, the first house. We were looking for it. And as we began to search out there, it came to our attention a home in a community that was up for an auction, and we didn't know anything about that. And we went to that auction and we got that home and everything just fit perfectly right within our resources, our finances. And we were able to buy our first home. But we were waiting and the spirit of God was on the inside of us and he has been sent to teach us to prosper. We're making our confessions that he supplied all of our needs. We're making our confessions so we activated the anointing to prosper on the inside. So you activate the anointing with your confession.